thank you all for joining who could join to this workshop today. This is our first workshop with Vincent. Uh, he's going to be giving us a where to begin in entrepreneurship. I will be here in the background if you have any questions. Also, we do like for you guys to reach out to our facilitators because this is how you get connected with the entrepreneurship world is by networking. And we want you to network with our entrepreneurs here in our um, Hillsborough County area, or even if you're from afar, because believe me, one entrepreneur can help another entrepreneur in their journey, okay? So without further ado, I'm going to give it over to Vincent. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build, manage. All right. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I am extremely excited to give my first online workshop with HCC. My name is Vincent A. Lancey, and today we are going to be talking all things entrepreneurship. I'm excited to get going here. I'm going to start out with an outline. What are we going to cover today? I'll share who I am and why I'm giving this presentation. We'll start with a little history on me and then what relating to entrepreneurship brought me here today. We'll talk about the definition of an entrepreneur. It's a very popular word now, but often misused. We're going to dive into that as well as what does an entrepreneur do? Do we have one job? Do we have two jobs? I'm going to ask for some input when we get to there. We'll share my journey, what led me to entrepreneurship. And then, of course, some things I wish I had before I got going, areas to look at before starting today, getting started in entrepreneurship. There are things to think about if you want to grow quicker and find more success. I'd like to also dump into fears we all face and let you know how to get past them some call to actions before we sign off. And I left a lot of time for a Q&A to get to know everyone supporting me today. So again, I am Vincent A. Lancey and I am from New York. I went to a high school called Northport, New York and played sports growing up. But when it came time to choose a school, I had other family members in Florida and I was very big on trading my snowflakes for palm trees. It was fun as a kid to shovel snow, make a couple extra bucks. But once you start driving in that snow, it's no longer fun. And that led me to UT. I studied finance as an undergrad, and I was very lucky to be chosen as the commencement speaker for my MBA graduation in 2015. But I want to fast forward to now, and you may be thinking, how does someone with business degrees end up a seven-time author come January? I'm a podcaster, and I really work hard to normalize the conversation around mental health. I host the podcast, That Entrepreneur Show, a mental health break, and writing with authors all to help people on their journeys in those fields. We're going to go to what is an entrepreneur? And I have some big words highlighted here at the bottom, some common things. One who organizes, manages, and assumes the risks. A person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, with considerable initiative and risk. Someone who creates a new business, bearing most of the risks and enjoying most of the rewards. But I put these three things in common, organizes, manages, risks. No matter which definition you find, those three are going to be involved in entrepreneurship. You're risking everything, really. You're turning nothing into something, but I promise the rewards are very worth it. So I mentioned earlier when I was doing the outlines, what job does an entrepreneur have? We wear a lot of hats as entrepreneurs. So anyone in here today, I want to ask you, what are some jobs that entrepreneurs have? Well, I'll be the first one. Um, they're pretty much their own secretary. Yep. 
their own accountant. Sometimes their own lawyer. Yeah. Their own Perfect. marketing, uh, advertising and marketing department. Exactly. Yes. So that's four or five right there. So we heard a bunch of them just now. We have networking, sales, admin, HR, marketing. We heard lawyer, advertising, Carlton Brench brought up, social media, website building, accounting, financing. Does this responsibility make you feel overwhelmed, excited? These are things that as an entrepreneur, you have to be okay at each one, right? If you work a nine to five or a traditional job, you're normally delegated, or at least I was, four or five tasks, and I had to be above average at them. I had to be I had to be good at them, strong. With this, how is it possibly, how is it possible, excuse me, to be great at everything? It's not, and we'll talk about this a little later as you start to scale, finding people to complement your, your weaknesses, their strengths, you focusing on things that you're great at and delegating, which I'm finally in that process now, but we'll get to all of that in just a little bit. I wanted to share the characteristics of an entrepreneur because I want you to think deep inside you. Are these things aligning with who I am? I've learned as someone who went to school for finance, went to school for MBA. Now I'm an author. Following what is you, truly you, can lead you so much further. As I started to get some traction with this entrepreneurial journey, I'm following my passions. And that allows me to put in the extra hour, to find that extra connection, have events like this, network with like-minded individuals, always wanting to grow. Let's talk about some of these characteristics. Here it is again, risk. Are you willing to take on risk? Likes to create problems. And uh, Carlton's here as a fellow entrepreneur, likes to create and likes to solve problems, likes to create solutions here, solve these problems. As an entrepreneur, we're making a mess. We're fixing it. We always want to find a way to do it better. Are you creative, curious, disciplined, we were talking before the show here, Carlton, my workday regimen as he's coming back to visit Tampa. You have to have that discipline inside you. And I don't think you'll find that if it's not something you're passionate about. For me, I went to school finance, MBA, thought I wanted this corner office, the title, all of these things. And then I got it. And for whatever reason, I wasn't that happy. I was finding other reasons to be unhappy. I had more money than I ever had, but I realized it was time to scale back, get one foot in, one foot out. None of that all into entrepreneurship. So take a moment to think to yourself throughout this presentation, after this presentation, does this feel like me? Can I tolerate these type of characteristics? Am I embodying them? And we'll only find out when you try. So now I'd like to talk about what led me to entrepreneurship. You see two dates. January 19th, I went out for a friend's birthday. At the end of the night, I decided to walk home. I didn't want to get in the car with someone drinking and driving. I didn't want to drink and drive myself. I lived within a mile, so I thought it was the right thing to do. We've done it before. We walked to the bar. Later that night, I realized I forgot my keys as I got to my door, so I went back out. Tried to find my roommates. No luck, so I went home. Wanted to get a Gatorade, kill some time till they got home. I just wanted to get inside, see my dog, and go to bed. I didn't know that this short walk would turn into an almost death sentence as I was hit by a car as I was finishing crossing the road. The police checkpoint happened to be right there, thankfully, because it was pitch black. If I was hit by another car, I undoubtedly would not be here today. But the police officer said I went as high as a basketball hoop and the impact of the accident ripped my clothes off. This forced me to wake up about a week later out of a coma, relearning how to walk, talk, use the bathroom on my own, you name it, all of these things that I took for granted as the old Vincent 
I now had to relearn. The nurse, after I got out of the coma, said, Vin, what school do you go to? And I had said Pulaski Road Elementary School. I was a 21-year-old finance student, but my brain was so far pushed back, I thought I was a five-year-old in kindergarten. This discipline, the resilience I built up through this whole process, I adopted this never give up philosophy. And this, I think, carries directly over to entrepreneurship because every entrepreneur knows or will find out how resilient you have to be, how you really do take thousands of no's via emails to get only a few replies in the beginning, perfecting your pitch, all these things, you'll get beat up. I've had rejections that include you're not old enough, maybe in a few years, you don't have enough accomplished, maybe soon. All of these BS type rejections, you're going to get time and time again. You have to find a way to push through. And I think the only way to do that is by doing something you're passionate about. This whole experience certainly did change what I wanted to do. So when should you start? Is there a perfect time to start your company? There's not. There will always be a new excuse or reason to prolong it, prolong it, prolong it. For me, I wanted to get my next books my mommy and me books out right in time for the holidays, promoted for the month, but I didn't want to force it. All these things that happens in divine time, when you start your company, when you're ready right now, you have the tools built inside you, you have the skill set deep within you, you just have to give it a chance to go. I think the lessons I've learned from trying to time things right and to letting it play out is, is un it's unbelievable. It's just when it feels right, do it. Don't wait, do it. And I think the value I'm about to put in the world with this Mommy Me book. Unfortunately, as I wanted to force it right now, I can't. It's going to be coming out soon. And all the value I'm going to add is the final mental health book series. I, it's a dream come true to finish up. So before you start, this is a slide that I think is the most impactful throughout this presentation. These are things that I really did not have much guidance on before I started. And by being proactive, I think I could have taken myself a whole lot further. Don't throw a thousand darts hoping one sticks. What I mean by that is my story could relate to everyone, whether directly, indirectly, family, friend. But that's not the way it works. Who is my target audience? What is my niche going to be? I've narrowed it down to mental health and entrepreneurship. The problem I'm trying to solve is helping people improve their mental health. In entrepreneurship, you go through this roller coaster up and down, constantly evolving. And then I finally got that niche down. And now all these doors are starting to open in. I'm extremely grateful and extremely humble. Has what you've done been done before? If you're an actor, someone's been in movies, are you a songwriter? There's been songs written. What can you learn from their process? For me in the beginning, I would watch different speeches, Zig Ziglar's, all these speeches, Simon Sinek's just learning how they go about it. And then I adopted my own. I really tried to be unique in everything I've done. And as a solopreneur, the marketing and budget has not always been there. So I'm optimistic things are really going to start growing now that I'm putting some money in. But just watch what other people are doing. Learn from them. The only time I did not do this was for my podcast series. When I launched the, the Mental Health Break, That Entrepreneur Show, I had never listened to a podcast before. My reason for this was I wanted to be so unique, so one of a kind, where I was not like all these other shows. I don't host the sexy topics like the Joe Rogan, but I host topics that people who need it tune in. That entrepreneur show and a mental health break combined are well over 20,000 downloads. And that's just from people who are tuning in, wanting to believe in what I have to offer. Tune into those shows if you're looking to start a podcast or improve your mental health and entrepreneurship. I also want to touch on 
Business plan, mission statement. That's something that not everyone who went to business school even thinks of. It'll help you narrow down, stay focused, and go a long way further. The last few things, which type of company? Do you even know the difference about the different types of companies, the benefits, the negatives, which one's best for you? Reach out to an accountant, someone you trust, find out how to learn, constantly network. At the InLab here at HEC, there are so many resources, especially on topics like these. And I left these two for the end because I'm so passionate about that. Find people for your inner circle. If you read my first book, Left for Dead, I talk about my process in Tampa General Hospital, and I call them my Tampa family. Even though I was home in New York, where I lived for 17 years, I just wasn't myself. I didn't have my Tampa family around me, not just my classmates, my dean of students, my professors, my mentors. It's just a home away from home, people that I can trust through the good times, the bad times. Find people you trust to be in your inner circle. And have you been saving to take the leap into entrepreneurship? I went from a corporate job in finance with decent money. Granted, that ran out rather quickly when you're on your own for so long, but you have to find side hustles. Find a way to save some money and support your dream because unless you're really a solopreneur, it's tough to understand or resonate, but there are 18-hour days and there being 19-hour days. And we're about to talk about now how it used to be the hustle culture for me and to now it's more self-care, taking breaks, and that's extending. I'll start at the bottom just because I just brought it up, this hustle culture, self-care. I left for dead. The first book, it was 60,000 words. Most entrepreneurs are former recovering perfectionists. I was editing this book so many times, had to trim the fat down to 50,000 words. I went back to that from there to grad school, these high intensity situations where I ran myself ragged, ran my car off the road one day. I wasn't hurt, but just overloading myself just because I think if I don't stop, I'll get it done quicker when that's not the case. I talk about it in Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health in my chapters, mental health breaks, taking breaks, intentional breaks, whether it's screen breaks, something, ways to extend your day and self-care. That's a very popular word like entrepreneurship now, but there are many, many ways for that. And that again is unique to you. What works for some doesn't work for everyone. And I stress that. So tune into any of my mental health resources to learn some self-care tactics. One will be right for you. We'll go right to the top here, relentless networking. The only way to grow your business is to network, especially with a solopreneur budget. I wrote Left for Dead, a story of redemption, and I thought, what's next? How can I extend my brand? I Google top mental health influencers, doctors in the country. Shoot them an email. Hey, I'm starting a mental health break, a podcast. I want to send you a copy of my book. I'd love to have you start. And the numbers game, whatever. I had four or five of those people be the five of the 10 episodes I launched, giving credibility to me right away. Now, fast forward today, as we're recording, this is three years straight of entrepreneur show episodes. And next week or two will be three years straight of mental health episodes because I laid the brickwork right away. I laid the groundwork in the beginning, used my inner circle, but that dries up. Once your inner circle dries up, what are you going to do? You have a laptop in front of you. You have LinkedIn. You can search founder, state, boom, because now my goals have evolved from going international now I've interviewed about 20 guests in different countries, different countries, excuse me. Now it's all 50 states. There's a lot of great talent here in the States. I got to get all 50 states. Probably got about 10 left. As you know, your inner circle, 50 Floridas, 50 New Yorks, Texas is a big state, all of these big states. But now the entrepreneur in me wants to keep pushing, keep going. And I challenge you to keep challenging yourself because that only unlocks more doors. 
Nothing will replace that handshake. I think a lot of people will agree with that. The in-person networking, that face-to-face conversation. We're lucky enough to have Zoom from the pandemic to mimic that. And I think that helps a lot of people stay afloat during the pandemic. The true dedication and planning, this goes back to following your passion. You'll dedicate to some yourself to something you like, right? You're not going to be passionate or give yourself the all if it's something you're just running through the motions with. Planning, this looks different for everyone. I'm a big whiteboard guy. Um, behind me, I even have the day-to-day calendar we're about to open up, and I do 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. I talked about how the hustle culture, the 18-hour days has gone down. 12 is really all I can push and feel productive and comfortable and healthy in. I like to see it on my board, visualize it, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., staying focused because then it helps me stay productive, accomplish more in a shorter time period because I'm not really scrambling where to go. And it helps me see the big picture. What's the next step in my business processes? With planning, though, I want to emphasize to be firm on your goals, but you have to be flexible on the way there. In entrepreneurship, similar to COVID, it's up and down. Things are changing. You have to adapt right away. Something's always going to come up, take priority over it. You have to just find a way to stay afloat and weather the storm. From solopreneur to building a team, I touched on this briefly before. Now we have some social media help on the team. We have other areas, the illustrators. I have people in my corner. I brought back on a coach from grad school. We're bringing on a book agency just to take that next step. As a solopreneur, I had to write these books, the podcast. These are all things I had to do on my loan, except with the help of all my great guests via Zoom from all around the world. But now that the work is done, it's time to monetize it a little more make a bigger difference on a larger scale. And unfortunately, you can't do everything alone. It's a great opportunity to connect with more great people around the globe. For example, my next book that's coming out shortly, my illustrator is in Serbia. So I've connected with someone in Serbia. We're doing our books this side worldwide now. The book, here's a spoiler. I haven't even announced this yet. I wrote the book in English and Spanish. Over the last year and a half, I've been taking Spanish lessons and I put together this book in Mommy and Me. I have a girth of knowledge so much, but the thing like a lot is confidence in the subject area. Yesterday, me and my tutor had our first session, not learning, not writing, just shooting it, just having a great time. So look forward to that. And then of course, we'll put it out in Serbian as well, which is going to be a great hit, all the languages that are involved in Serbia. And right here at the bottom, I want to touch on before we switch slides, taking care of your physical and mental health, knowing to stop, knowing to take a break. If you're feeling off, Just rest. You will always come back better than ever. I touched on extending your brand for a second. These are some ways I also try to extend my brand from speaking, from the books to the podcast, mental health break. All my books have some mental health in them, but mental health is the main niche right now. That Entrepreneur Show is my business podcast. A little different. I host founders of companies and brands from all around the world each week. And that's a, that's been a joy to host as well. And then I delved a little deeper, avoided that shiny object syndrome that I had with Instagram, trying all those followers, never monetizing it. YouTube was something I neglected. Writing with Authors is a show I have on YouTube where it's much shorter, 10 to 15 minute shows right to the point where we talk about a writer's public works, writing tips, tools for success to help everybody watching on. I would like some help from anybody that's viewing on today, joining me today. What do you feel are some of the biggest fears that entrepreneurs face, maybe that you face and you're open up to share? I think it's kind of an inverse of a fear. It's just being so optimistic and, and having all these options 
but not settling in on one and pursuing. It's like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's all going to work out, but I have to pick one and put some energy and some focus behind it. So I think it's a reverse of a fear. It's more of a, I don't know, glorified procrastination, but entrepreneurs face that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I The procrastination is real and it goes right back because something's always coming up. What's prioritizing next? Something comes in, something comes in. It's tough to stay afloat. Thank you for sharing. Does anyone else like to share some of the fears they face or what they think entrepreneurs face? I feel that entrepreneurs fear mainly their fear of failing because that is a huge fear and and some also the fear of succeeding at the same time. Like once they get to that next level, are they going to succeed? Are they how they going to if they're going to hire the right people or how are they going to get that great team? So I think it's a the fear of failure and a fear of success that their most entrepreneurs have. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, let's jump to the next slide. We're going to touch on some of those. They're on my slide, but I want to encourage you to move past them because fears are simply an illusion. Fears are going to be in our way. There'll always be some kind of fear or in our the itty bitty committee in our heads telling us no, all of these things, people around us, what we're seeing online, there's a lot of influences on what we do, but you have to stay true to yourself, move past them. Because when you do hit those points, those pinnacles, those goals, you'll be happy you didn't give up. Fear of failure, we heard that. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of others' reactions, what others are going to think. Too much uncertainty. You're going from a paycheck on Fridays or bi-weekly, set money. You feel comfortable. You know your bills are paid to having to really trust yourself and doing it all on your own, turning nothing into something. Where do you start? Well, as I said before, there is no perfect time to start. When you feel ready, just go. There is no blueprint. There is no textbook. There is trial and error. Try and try and try again. I have learned that I'm going to fail literally thousands of times. And just to get those few yeses that carry you forward, the list is going to go on forever, but just push through. Before Q&A, three challenges to sign off on. I had to give a call to action as a thank you to everyone who's taken the time to learn my entrepreneurial journey, gaining some golden nuggets I'm leaving with you all today. Number one, find them. Thank you. Find a mentor. We can't do it all on your own. We may be on a budget. You can't afford to buy a crazy expensive coach that you see online, all of these things. Find someone you trust, someone to bounce ideas from, someone ideally who's in that field. Multiple mentors who have strengths in different areas. That's something I'm blessed enough to have mentors in different areas. Big shout out to Rod, Lee. Rod, my graduate school coach. Lee, my first mentor at a graduate school, even back to high school, David Scott in New York. They're mentors in your corner. You can't be more grateful for them because they help keep you afloat. What looks great to you may not look great to others. And I've learned that in some areas. So find some people to have in your corner. Number two, be relentless with your networking and ask questions. Use these resources in front of you. There are events everywhere. There are free events still so many after COVID. There are a lot of free events. Utilize them. Use your contacts and just keep growing your business. You never know who you're going to meet in any room. In this chat, as people have been coming in and out, all the people that signed up beforehand and will connect with after, we never know how we can help each other until you enter the room. And my third challenge before we sign off today is to never give up. There are going to be a lot of ups and downs on this entrepreneurial journey, but don't let yourself down. You got this. 
And on the next slide here, I have some resources to learn more about the in-lab and to learn more about the things I do. I left my mental health resources right there as the time we're in. I'd like to open it up to anyone out there that's still with us right now. Any questions you might have? Hey, Carter, so I just have a quick question for you because I saw that you were direct messaging um, oh. me. <laughs> and I was wondering, okay. So if you want to un uh, unmute and give us that plug, you can. And in addition to that, what do you mean by the itty bitty committee? That that's what um <laughs> Lancey said. And I was like, man, I love that. It's in your head. It's like all the little details. That, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And it paralyzes you from taking action. So I was like, man, I never heard put that way. But when he said it, he like gave me the terminology to explain what be going on in my head. So I thought that was just I had to put it out there. Uh it's and it's the truth. We're constantly at, at war with ourselves in some ways, trying to make this right, this right, but like anything I've learned, perfection is not possible. You have to trust progress. You get to a certain point, you put it out, you jump out there. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Carlton. And to the other point, uh, he said networking. And I was like, man, I'm tired of all this. I was just got out of school. I'm trying to give my brain a break, you know. And a friend of mine in Tampa said, look, you need to go to Atlanta. Because when I was in Tampa, he was saying I needed to go to Atlanta. So now I'm in Augusta. I can drive to Atlanta. So I went to Atlanta a couple of times and made some powerful network connections. And I was like, he was right. So then to have, I call him Dr. Lance, he pointed that out again, you're going to have to have some relentless networking. It will work. You know, get, get used to being in front of people, feeling a little awkward, but the more you do it. Yep, you have to get out there, step outside your comfort zone, step out, out of your norm, and only good can come from it eventually. Oh, okay, boom. Now, whether they talk back to you or not or give you an invitation, that wasn't the goal. You just wanted to talk to three new people. And you never know who those three people know, too. You're meeting three people, but then you're meeting everyone in their network, essentially, because if something pops off in their head, they're going to go, OK, let's connect you because it's a great feeling to help people succeed connecting them. And all right, Patricia, I think we did good on the timing. And then do not forget, we will be scheduling him later on in um, in January and everything. I got to reach out to him directly to see if he has the time because, as you know, he, he is going to be getting his book out and he's doing a lot of big things. So I definitely want you guys to be on the lookout on his. Make sure you follow him on his socials and his podcast and everything, you guys, because he does do wonderful work and we do love to support him. I will probably be joining and his follow and following him myself. So Vincent, you got a new follower today. <laughs> I'm going on your website because I believe me, mental health is a big thing. And I do appreciate everything that you have done for the mental health community, for the entrepreneurship side, because uh, if y'all don't know, I we all go through it, even though it's quietly, sometimes that quietly can be loud. Yeah, well, thank you for having me and doing facilitating everything.